Hey guys, it's Anthony. Just wanted to tell you about our friends real quick at Baseballism. Baseballism is a lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime, specializing in premium apparel and glove leather accessories for men, women, and children. Visit Baseballism.com and use coupon code AASports for a 15% discount on your next order. Not ready to order today? Follow Baseballism on Instagram to stay connected. Baseballism is America's brand. Welcome to the ANA Podcast. Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashby. Yeah, sports! <laughs> Dude, that was like the worst Greedo ever. Greedo. Like I'm going, not trying to do a Greedo, dude. <laughs> okay, guys. That was Greedo-esque. We should make that a thing, a sports Greedo. We oh, have our geez. sports Greedo. We have a sports Greedo. It's going to be ballin'. Oh, man. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the hell is going on? Right. We just heard him talking a Spanish accent and it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. I guess not a Spanish accent, but try to roll my R's. Was that is that part of an accent? Uh I don't know. I don't know. I wanna say what yeah. What part of speech is that? I don't know. I always get a hard time because I don't know I don't know Spanish. I know words. But everybody asks, Do you know Spanish? And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, like, No. Nope. And they're like, You don't know Spanish? No, I don't. That I blame my parents. My parents didn't raise us on uh, speaking Spanish, so therefore I do not speak it today. Meh, I meh. did take it. In, I did take it in class in uh, in high school and college, but well, yeah, I think there are worse things. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, so I took German. That's not helpful at all. Rocco took. Um, ah, what did he take? He took something useless. <laughs> Didn't for, we all? I forgot what it was, but he took a language that was total, totally useless. Didn't we all take something yeah. useless? Anyways, welcome back. Hey, we're Anthony and Alex. We're an All Sports Podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, thanks for giving us your time. We appreciate it. If you heard our Baseballism podcast, thanks so much for checking that out. We had a great time doing that. That was that was what you that was a great time, man. Yeah, dude, that was so much fun. It was, uh, yeah, getting all the guests on, listening yeah. to their stories, like yeah, that was man. cool. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was. Uh, it was quite the weekend. We uh, had a lot of last thing, last minute things come up. Mm-hmm. Parking, that was fun. Parking situation, but yeah. we were thought we thought we were gonna get be ready by like eleven thirty, and we were gonna have a chance to breathe <laughs> a little bit. That didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. So we were just, <laughs> for those who didn't haven't checked it out yet, go check it out. We're not gonna ruin anything for you. But um, so we were at baseballism in Arlington, um, March thirtieth, the weekend of opening weekend for uh, the Rangers, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd scheduled to be there from twelve to three, noon to three. And then we were debating on whether or not to go to the game that night. Didn't end up going to the game because we not were just, mad though. I'm not mad either. Save save money and we beer just, prices would have been ridiculous. Yeah. We're going next year though. Yeah, for sure. Um, but and yeah, probably we, even later this year to be honest. Probably even later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were uh, had quite the weekend. We so we uh, got there and uh, went to check out the store Friday night when we got there and. Everything was cool, um, and then uh, Saturday morning we figured we'd give ourselves plenty of time, and we did give ourselves plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, just parking situation was unexpected, and so we had to figure all that out. But we, uh, by the time we finally got all set up and ready to go, it was already noon, and so we only had a chance to take one breath and take a shot, and, and just start running. And we had to start running, so. It was fun though. Thanks to everyone that joined us. Thanks to Greg who um, who's gotten. Uh, we appreciate you for. Uh, Liking us on Facebook and on Twitter, man. Um, hope you're doing well. Hope you enjoyed that weekend as well. Carson, his family. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. The ah, 
Brayden? Was it Brayden? I want to say it was Brayden, the other Cubs fan that joined us. I think so. That yeah. sounds right. If uh, I can't remember. If I got your name wrong, man, I'm sorry. But uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks. We're the worst with names. Nancy. Nancy was the other girl, too. Nancy was the other Cubs girl. Cubs mm-hmm. lady. That uh, yep. was. So um, thanks to all of you. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we certainly did. Um, yeah. What we got going on today, man? I think, if I'm not mistaken, we have some sports ball talk. We, um, I mean, because that's what we are. We're a sports yeah, podcast. We sports talk. Yeah. Real good. Real good. We sports talk all the time. Yeah. So, like we said, we're in all sports podcasts. If you join us for the first time, thanks so much. Um, we do have an email, and it is double a sports show at gmail.com. Double is spelled out. 1A sports show at gmail.com. And, uh, our buddy Nick wrote in. He did. Yeah, he did. If you were by, if you by chance have it in, uh, or if you by chance checked out our bracketology episode that we broke down our bracket with, uh, with our Which, buddy, dude. Congratulations on winning that, by the way. Hey, I have no idea how you did that. I, I have no idea either. Yeah, I've got Virginia in the final four, so that's all. Yeah, I, I was about to say that yeah. last one. I think you got first. Jacob joined. My buddy Jacob joined. He got second. I think I got third. Nick got like sixth. I think. I beat y'all by like over a hundred points too, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, you got me by like because I think you got like eight forty. I got like seven hundred. I think I got eight sixty actually. Eight sixty. Okay. I don't mean to brag, but no, I, no, I, I'm not mad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next year, I'm just gonna go off my favorite mascot. I think. Just like, <laughs> fuck it. Obviously, my fucking you tactics. Like, you're like, I want to be right. I Dude, do. You, you have to be okay with not being right. It's just it's gonna happen. Do I though? And then you're like, do oh, Dominion. You're picking a team just because they beat yours, which is not very good. <laughs> they weren't. They got booted first round. You had them in like the elite eight. I know. Hey. Yeah. But that's that's ass picks. Picking a bracket. Yeah. Okay, guy. Get your ass. No, anyway. but um, Nick wrote in. Nick Escarfuliet. He wrote in. He's our buddy. Um, and he had a he had a comment for you. For me? Well, not for you, but in general about uh, something that you. Uh, talked about <laughs> what did i talk about oh did he write it again no 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 no, oh, no, no i just no. didn't read the full email you didn't read the full email no oh. he said can you please acknowledge wrestling as a sport on your next show although the results are scripted there is a great deal of athleticism that goes into what ha- what the wrestlers do on a nightly and weekly basis also would you like to come watch wrestlemania i wish i did nice it was fun it was uh very long i forgot Sounds- how long I forgot how long those things are. Yeah, they're they're long. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun. We went out. We went over to his place and watched it. He had the double WWE Network and all that. And it was it was fun. Yeah. I was the main reason I went was because I wanted to go see someone make an appearance. Hogan made an appearance. I wanted, but I wanted to see if like Shawn Michael was there. But I wanted to see if like Stone Cold or Rock would come back. You know, just some of those guys would come back and just do something. Nobody made an appearance. Undertaker too. Undertaker was. He's done, I guess, because um, you obviously don't care at all. I don't know. It's just redneck anime to me. <laughs> I don't know any of these folks. Like, I got nothing. You don't know The Undertaker? No. No? I know Stone Cold 316, and yeah. God said, let there be Steve. <laughs> I, but other than that, and I know The Rock because of his football career, and then he's in a ton of movies. He makes movies. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, like, I, I don't you know. You know John Cena? 
Oh yes, yeah. The you yeah. can't see me, dude. Right? Yeah, you can't yeah. see me. He made yeah. appearance as well, but he came back as apparently. Uh, I didn't know this, but when he first came into wrestling, he was known as Doctor Doctor Thugonomics. Thugonomics, because he's a rapper. Fuck, dude, that should be my name. Yeah, that's amazing. So he came back as Doctor Thugonomics. Shit, character. I and he made a joke about himself, which was hilarious. He was like, because someone else, I forgot what his name is. Elias is that a superstar named Elias comes out. And he apparently wrestles. Nick said he wrestles, but he, and he's pretty good. But he comes out and he does this bit where he plays guitar, and um, like he just—that's what he does. He plays, right. guitar, he plays guitar. But the way he did it was, so he videotaped himself playing drums, and he videotaped himself playing piano too. And so, like, he was talking in third person about himself right. and said, "We're all going to play together," and they did. And then John Cena comes out and ruins the moment. But it was hilarious. He was like. This is so bad. I feel like I'm watching one of my movies. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. I've never been much for wrestling. I don't know why. I just I think because of the scripted nature of it. Like, granted, yeah, there's a ton of athletic talent that you have to have to be able to be right at the highest ranks of fake wrestling. But <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it's real wrestling with fake results. I guess. It's a it's a soap opera. Yeah, it's a soap opera. Yeah, it's just a it's a yeah. it's a trailer trash soap opera. It's a soap opera, I guess. But there is some athleticism involved. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, these guys beat the shit out of each other. Like, yeah. there's no substitute for bleeding. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. So I mean, technically, I guess there is, but not in this in movies. Case. There is right, like not in this case though. But like, yeah. it just I'm like, it's, if it's not, <clears throat> there's something about it being scripted that takes away from. I totally agree. Like the and now that I'm older and I realize that I I agree. Right. But when I was younger, growing up and oh yeah, know, people love it. That's all that I you know that's all that I watch yeah. because it was entertainment. It right, was, it's you know it's entertaining. It's fun to watch. You know, yeah. so. there's nothing wrong with it. I just I never <laughs> yeah I, I never it. got into it. Not bad, but just I don't. It is a sport. Yeah, for sure. Just as racing is a sport too, I guess. But even racing has unscripted results. Does it? Yeah. How do you script a race in NASCAR? I mean, I guess it's, you could script. Oh, uns- I guess. I thought, oh, unscripted. You meant like it's not scripted. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Like, gotcha. As in, like you don't know who's going. Like everybody's trying to win. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, I thought you meant it is scripted. I'm like, how do you like? No, it's not. No, no, no. But you know, but I say that more along the lines of like you know, it. There's a certain athletic ability that it takes to do these things. Now, granted, racing is probably much different than right wrestling. Racing is more endurance, less. Yeah physical strength um i'm sure everybody thinks they can get in a car and go 160 and faster than that and stay in complete control right the entire time for like four hours for like four hours you know what i'm saying yeah so but not everybody can do that no especially with like you know 40 other cars also trying to beat you yeah how fast do they go i'd imagine pretty fucking fast (laughs) i mean but like upwards (laughs) of 200 or i don't i would assume that it would be in don't google it it's okay i'm about to google it don't google it i'm gonna google it why you asked me a question and I have to know these things because <laughs> then I'll know it probably forever. Average NASCAR <clears throat> speed. I'm going to say right off the. Don't tell me yet. I'm going to say like. If it's not 200, it's probably they, they average about 180, 190. Uh, on average. Looks like. Uh, an average speed of 210 miles what? per hour, it looks like. Well, hold on. That can't be right. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they're averaging about 200. God, that's fast. Yeah. 
Jesus. That's. I don't. I don't for four hours. Yeah. That's, but anyway, that's yeah. So yeah, I I grant it's a sport, but I just I never got super into it. Yeah. So again, kind of to your point, it's a soap opera. If anything else, it's a soap opera on rules, basically what it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which people apparently still like it, and I love it. Oh, love, people love that. People shit. love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People get really involved, and understandably so. Oh, just, yeah. I don't know. I get it. I, I I I was into it at one time too. Yeah. Yeah. I just, for me, it was all about the Attitude Era, and then when once the Attitude Era was done, Stone Cold and Rock and Mankind and all those guys, you know. Hang, hung up their boots. I was like, "Well, this isn't fun anymore." Right. So, who was the snap into snap to slip to? Oh, that? Uh, Randy Savage. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Sounds the dude right. with all the frill and Sounds the right. big yeah. ass glasses and like yeah. the cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. Randy Savage. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't really remember. <laughs> he made that appearance in <laughs> Spider Man, which was awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, but who won? By the way, how did that turn out? Oh, um, there was a lot of fucking matches, dude. Um, so the main event was was Ronda Rousey, a girl named Becky Lynch, and another girl named uh, uh, Charlotte Flair, who is the daughter of Rick, Rick Flair. Flair, right? Yeah, Becky Lynch won. Nice. Okay. Um, I was like, I heard it was really good. I had then, a lot of friends on Facebook who loved it. They said it was one of the more entertaining WrestleManias in years. Yeah, and then Triple H uh, fought Batista. Uh, do you know either of those two guys? Nope. Okay. I think I've heard of Triple H. I think I've heard of both of them. You've seen them. You've probably seen them. If you Google them, you've seen them. Batista's been in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He, yeah, okay. He's, um, and then, um, uh, but uh, no, uh, Triple H ended up winning that match. The way, th- I, I hate to say it, but I mean, well, I don't hate to say it, but they were, most of them were pretty predictable. Without, like, I went into this knowing nothing about right. the storylines. But you can still kind of But tell. I could predict who was going to win based right. off of the previews and everything. I'm right. sorry, Nick, but I just, I mean, they just it's made it. hard to guess. They made it obvious, you know? Right. And so, um, the one, the only one that was really hard for me to predict was, um, and the only one that really didn't make, make any sense was Kurt Angle's match, which I know you know who clue who that is either. I've heard the name, but. But, um, so Kurt Angle was a, um. As a former gold medalist and actual wrestler, like he actually. I was wrestled. about to say, I think that's why I've heard the name. I'm pretty yeah. sure. And yeah. didn't he? He lost, right? That was like his last match. That ever was his last something? match. So that's what Nick also was saying. So some of that was he was um, he was matched up against the guy that I have no idea who was. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't care to look up his name right now. But um, he, Nick was telling me that th- like this match made no sense to him, and that he thought something was going to happen. Like he thought. They were gonna like something was gonna happen, and then someone else was gonna come out to fight Kurt Angle too. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, could they do Undertaker? Could they, you know, throw an Undertaker right there? So that's what I was waiting for too. That never happened. It was that match. That match was weird, dude. So they ended up. It was they ended up being a match, a full on match, and the other guy won, ber- mm-hmm. beat Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle made a little speech and then walked off. And I'm like, we were just like, okay, seriously, <laughs> neat. That's a terrible <laughs> storyline, but whatever. Um, who else? Um. Shane McMahon fought The Miz, and uh, that was a uh, uh, pin, uh, like, no whole bra, basically, and, mm-hmm. uh, like, pins, the, the pins counted anywhere, so, like, they made a whole spectacle of it, and they went all... It was in MetLife Stadium in New York, where the Giants and uh, Jets play. Nice. So, um, they made a whole thing about it. They went all over. They started in the ring, and then they went into the stands, and then they ended up on a... They ended up, like, in a camera well, up about 15 feet. And then the finishing thing was um, the Miz superplexed Shane McMahon on to um, some kind of cardboarded area, 
which was actually pretty cool. It looked pretty cool. And then the whole thing, I, <coughs> so that one confused me too because that one, that one was shaping up to where I thought the Miz was going to win. But the way the match ended, Shane, the way they were like, they both, so they ended up doing the stunt. And then the way they ended up laying down, Shane was positioned to where he was pinning the Miz. And so Shane ended up winning the match. So I was like, okay, well, that's cool. But I'm not going to go through all of them. Don't worry. I'm, 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 I'm just, I, like you're saying, I'm like, Nice. <laughs> nice, yeah. Cool. <laughs> it was fun. I'm not gonna go through all of them. Nick, I, I had fun, man. It was uh yeah. I was waiting for someone to make a big entrance and nobody did. But it was yeah, it was whatever. Shall we get into highlights? Let's get into some highlights. <laughs> You're just over here like What are you looking up? Uh San Antonio Missions. Their home opener was yesterday. Yeah, I was looking to see how yeah. they did. I think they win. I think they won. I think. I think I'm wrong, though. Anyway, let's get into some highlights. Let's get into some highlights. Get into some highlights. Something big happened last night with the Lakers. Magic Johnson stepped down as president of basketball ops for the Lakers. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You got some thoughts about that? (laughs) Uh, I just, I simply think that he wasn't as successful as he wanted to be. I think he found that it was a lot more work than... Maybe he thought it would be at first. I think he thought it would be more enjoyable to be the face of an organization, but I think he didn't really realize how much would have to go into being president. I think that some of his personal tendencies poured into his style of leadership and it didn't work out so well. And I just think, yeah, because I mean, you look at, you know, one of the big ones is. You know, he leaked everything to the media as far as signings go. They were so ready to get Kawhi, and then they were so ready to get Paul George, and then they were so ready to get AD. And, you know, there was some bad blood between the Lakers and the Pelicans that stopped the trade from happening, even though the Lakers wanted to give up the whole farm for them. They were basically going to try to make the playoffs with two players, AD and LeBron James, and then only play with those two players on the court at any time. Well, because the Cavs did it, but the Cavs are in the East. Right, yeah, exactly. Granted, the Cavs are in the East, so it's a much easier road to the finals. Um, but yeah, just you know, he wasn't having fun. He even said, "I'm not having fun. I want to go back to having fun. It was more fun when I wasn't president." And I think that's what he's looking for is just to kind of enjoy himself, which he's earned. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I just think it was too much for him. More than he thought. Yeah. You which, know, that's a three sixty five day job. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, twenty four hours, three sixty five. That's not a fucking eighty two day job, with right. Just a season. That's right. a three sixty five day job, and you know, it's and it was interesting too because right before this came out, I read a report on ESPN saying that Luke Walton and Magic Johnson hadn't talked in like weeks. That, that so I thought be. one of two things was happening: either Luke Walton was gone, or Magic was gone, and it turned out to be Magic. Magic stepped down. Yeah, right. Magic stepped down. I don't. You he know. stepped down right after the game too. They played last night too, right? I think so. And he, yeah. Like everybody was, it was pretty ha- quick. After everyone was having their media availability, and then he called an immediate press conference mm-hmm. and said, "I'm stepping down." I didn't watch it. I, I didn't either. I was at work. Um, same. And um, but yeah, apparently he he just dipped out. He just dipped out, and he and he's. I I read somewhere that he said, uh, um, "Haven't told Jeannie Bus yet. I couldn't do it." I'm like. You call a press conference to. Step I was about down. to say this is a pretty way to do it. Like it's ballsy way to do it. Yeah, man. Right. yeah okay, like, guy. Okay, by the way, I'm out. I'm oh, done. be the right. BT Dubs, you're gonna want to find somebody new. I'm not coming in on Monday. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Oh man, but yeah, I mean, more power to him if you know he thinks that somebody else might do a better job than Cool Beans. Yeah, have after it. Yeah, good like, luck. Whatever you want to do. Good luck with that. But you know? he, it, it, he, him, and the owner kind of turned the Lakers into a bigger dumpster fire than yeah. I think they were when LeBron got there. Trading Russell turned out to be fucking terrible. Now he's an all-star. Now he's the face of an organization. He's the leader that they thought Lonzo could be, and Lonzo sucks. Russell. Huh? Russell. Who's Russell? D'Angelo Russell. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. Right? That's his name, D'Angelo? I'm not crazy? I have no idea. Plays for the Brooklyn Nets now? Hold on. I was about to say, I'm going to look it up just to make sure I'm not crazy. I mean, I'm crazy, but... D-L-O. D... Meanwhile, her listeners are just like, well, this is fun. Yeah, these guys are dumb. These, these guys are <laughs> just... Yeah, D'Angelo Russell ends up with a last laugh as uh, Lakers step down. So, yeah, D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure I was getting his name right, because I'm, I'm the worst with names. Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, that turned out to be huge trade for the <laughs> Lakers that ended up flopping hard for them. Like, they, they got rid of him because of the whole Swaggy P thing. They didn't think he was going to be a leader. They invested in Lonzo. Lonzo's not getting much better, you know. You look at you know Ingram, Kuzma, like all these guys. Like it's just they they the the Lakers have have really shot themselves in the fucking foot. Where does Nick Young play now? I don't know. Don't care to be honest. I don't care either. I don't know. But you know what? I do got five on, and I will I will put real money on this. The Lakers trade LeBron James. Within his four-year contract, the Lakers trade LeBron James, and he goes back to the East. LeBron James will go back to the East. Think so? I do. 100%. To where? Doesn't matter. But he will go back to the East. Somewhere where there's a lot of young talent, probably. Somewhere that... Boston? Maybe Brooklyn. Mm. I could see him going to Brooklyn. New York? Uh no, I don't really see him being a Nick. Um, a Knicks player. I think Don't see him teaming up with KD? No. I don't. If anything, it'll be Kyrie and KD and Zion in New York. But even then That's I, gonna go well. I don't yeah, I was about to say I think it should just be Zion and and KD, if anything, I think Kyrie needs to go somewhere else. I think Kyrie should go to Brooklyn. Let D'Angelo Russell be the fucking man. Just set themselves up for a pretty good success. They made the playoffs. I mean, they look good. They're a scary team. It's not something you can sleep on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm so pre- yeah, Magic Johnson stepped down as a president of the basketball for the Lakers, and I'm kind of okay with it. I don't know who they're going to put in his place, but... I'm not upset. Why not Kobe Bryant? He's probably not going to want the job. Fucking Kobe Bryant don't want to do that. Yeah, he's probably not going to want the job. But I, I don't. I wouldn't even ask unless he approached me with the idea. I'd be like, bro, no, take it, take it. You're good. Relax. Why? I don't think that's his. I don't think that's what he wants to do. I do you know the guy? Do you? <laughs> I don't. Exactly. <laughs> but I just, I don't think that's what he's going to want to do. He doesn't seem like that. I think if he wanted to do something like that, he would have already done it somewhere else. That's true. Yeah. Because who doesn't want Kobe somewhere? I mean, just the mentality that he brings in, what he yeah. can teach to other players. I think he's having fun enjoying himself. 
Maybe he's gotten offers. He just turned them down. Very fair. Very yeah. fair. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. So moving on, the AAF, the Alliance, unfortunate situation, man, has folded. Yeah. After what? I think it was eight games. Eight games. They didn't make it to the playoffs. Week eight. It was either they're going into week eight or they were at week eight. They just played week eight. Right. Um, But yeah, they folded. I think Um, they actually just played week eight. I think they were going into week nine. They had two weeks left, nine and ten, and then the playoffs started. Okay. Um, Yeah. I think so, yeah. So, yeah, the AAF is officially it was a, it was a It was a Monday, right? It was early in the week. Correct, yeah, yeah. It was early in the week, so they didn't get to that game later on. Um, there is some speculation as to the reason why biggest they closed one I, down. The biggest one I've heard is, uh, and I have not read into it because I'm so prepared, um, but um, the biggest one I've heard in, the guy that they went out to go get the cash from two hundred and fifty mm-hmm. million dollars, Tom Dundon, mm-hmm. uh, basically came in, came in and uh, he, all he wanted was the technology with the app. So he basically has the rights to the app now, and he said, and he basically like came in and destroyed it from the inside. I was about to say I heard the same thing. The reason that, but not necessarily quite the same way. I heard that the reason that it got shut down. Was because Dundon has a is friends with McMahon, and somehow Jerry Jones is involved in that trio, and uh, basically the XFL and the AAF McMahon didn't think they could exist at the same time, and so you know if all these NFL football players already have a job in the NFL, and then all these other talented guys who are just not quite at the NFL level but are close to it are then playing in the AAF, then where does the XFL have to pull from for talent? As well, they're fighting for the same time slots, yeah, same time of the year, yeah, same market, same district. So how do you, you know, how do you draw one from the other? Right. And I think part of the reason that the AAF struggled, at least at the beginning, so much is because maybe they were trying to beat the XFL so they could get those viewers first. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. You know? Yeah. Because there's a lot of issues. I mean, if you look at it, Dude, I, especially after the AAF folded, like, yeah. you, a lot of stuff got leaked about. Yeah. And I, I've been listening a lot to um, to uh, The Blitz. Shout out to those guys um, on, uh, I think it's 1250 ESPN San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it, what, 94.5 for me? I okay. the FM. There you go. Um, and... Uh, Jason Minix and Rob Thompson were talking about how, um, like, they were even writing rules like weeks and days prior to like the season starting. Yeah. Like, they were still figuring shit out like right. days before the season was supposed to start. And it's like, yeah, it just seemed you know, like they like, weren't a hundred percent ready. They, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have the enough money. You're not a hundred percent all right. you read, you're a hundred percent all in, but you're not ready ready. Right. You know, yeah. like you may not, be invested, but I mean if you need to take another year, then take another year. Exactly. You know, it's it's an unfortunate situation. I've I've um I've heard it's all it was all a big lie basically, that they told us they had enough that they or they said out in public that they had enough money to do this. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like two weeks in. Yeah, obviously you don't because you can't pay your players. Right. You know and officiating. Because I mean, even if you look at some of the stuff like uh when the AAF did fold, they were making players pay for their way back home. Yeah. They were payers were left with unpaid uh, uh hotel, hotel bills. Hotel bills too. Right. They were That's put in tab for the shitty, hotel man. bill. God, uh, that's shitty. They were saying a lot of times that trainers and coaches 
didn't get to eat. Yeah. There's only some of the players that got to eat. Yeah. Like, it, it, and granted, like, it's tough. That's a, that's a lot of money. That's a, yeah, dude. But if you're going to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If that's the bill, that's the bill. Yeah, man. You know, and you're not paying these players enough to just do it on their own. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're getting paid a, a, a pretty penny. Yeah. But, you know, not nearly as well as compared to some of the NFL contracts. Some of, like, Major League. I mean, shit. Look at Major League Baseball's contracts. They Like you said, man, Major League Baseball. dwarf. They are showing off that bank account. Yeah, dude. for real. I don't want to say flexing. They I are re- flexing like I, a I motherfucker say, out here, though. I refuse to say that word. Bro, they flexing hard. Bro. But, they're showing off their gains. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. Son? Shit's ridiculous. But I I'm, just... It's an unfortunate situation, man. It is. I feel bad because there I, is a silver lining, though, which we will get into a little bit later. Okay, but overall, yeah, uh, pr- pretty big disappointment. Yeah. I was really excited to see yeah. where it went. Yeah, and another. Well, we'll get into all that we'll, later. We'll get into what went wrong later. Um, the Masters start this week. Yeah, going Not to a, Augusta. Going to Augusta. Going and to it's, Augusta. It's pretty cool too that the Valero Texas Open was this past week, mm-hmm. the week before the Masters. Yep. So and I mean, the guy who won. Was a right in, finally got onto the pitch, or the uh, the course, excuse me, not the pitch, I was thinking of soccer, got into the course, shot like 20 under, 20-something under. Oh, yeah? Just fucking destroyed the course. I mean, he like ran through it no problem. The dude was killing you have a name? I don't off the top of my head, but he played on Monday. Don't worry about it. Um, don't worry about it. I'm going to look it up. God. Bro, just let me look shit up. <laughs> <laughs> But he played on Monday, and there was, he was saying that the confidence that he had from playing on Monday helped him play. Yeah, I mean, later, like, and then he ran through it, and then he got on the plane to go to Augusta. You know, it's I mean, mo- right afterwards, he got that nice paycheck. Him and his wife right, took off right off to the Masters. That's momentum, right there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But it's pretty cool that San Antonio get gets showcased the week before the Masters, and so you know, that's it's kind of a little preview for golf, and that's a that's a big storyline for golf too, because the Masters is arguably the most um, popular tournament. In golf, oh, for is sure, that the right way to say I that? would, I would think so. Yeah. So it's Corey Connors. Corey he Connors is 84th in the PGA Tour in the world rankings. He is originally from Canada. 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 He won with an 11 under. Well, good for you, Darren. No, excuse me, a 20 under. Um, good job, eh? Good job, eh? Good job, eh? Won but, the, uh, you won the Valero Open, eh? Eh. But yeah, I mean, he was going against some. Pretty good guys. I mean, like you know, there there was some there was some good talent amongst those uh, those ranks that he was playing. Jordan Spieth played. He got thirtieth. Spieth wasn't here. Yeah, um, uh, I think he, um, he went seven under. Fowler was here too, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kevin Fowler, not Kevin Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. That's too funny. So. Yeah, uh, Ricky Fowler was there for sure. He didn't do super hot either. Um, <laughs> and speaking of hot, big guys coming down, uh, Tiger Woods just recently played in Austin. Did he really? Yeah, not too long ago. Like practice? Uh, no, no, no. Like, and there was a tournament out there. No and shit. And he played out there. Yeah, he lost. Uh, I can't remember who he lost to. Um, gentleman from the Netherlands or something like that. Okay. Um, who I think then went on to win uh, the tournament. But yeah, I'm there. There, there's some pretty big name golfers in in Texas right now. At least there were yeah. the past couple of weeks. Anyways, uh, but anyways, that, congratulations to uh, Corey, Connors there. Yeah. Corey Connors taking off to Augusta. Yeah, man. We'll see who gets that green jacket. In some baseball news, real quick, Chris Davis. He uh, 
he has the <laughs> sucks. Good God, Chris Davis man. sucks. This is a terrible, terrible stat. Oh God, he broke. He broke the. For those of you who don't know, Chris Bas- Chris Davis is a professional baseball player that plays for the Baltimore Orioles. He used to play for the Texas Rangers until until they traded him. Thankfully, yeah. But the thing was, is when we traded him, he had like a forty home run season. Oh really? Yeah, he killed it that year, and then we traded him, and now he's. And I think he just forgot how to bat entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he broke the record for most consecutive at bats without a hit, which is like he's. Is it zero and forty six or forty seven? Forty seven. Yeah, I think he's up to the fifties at this point. Wow, that's and, stretching into last year. And what'd you say that he said? He made a comment. He, from what I read, it was something along the lines of like, "I play professional baseball and I get paid a lot of money, so you know." Fuck it. He's not wrong. He's not. No, I'm like, he's not, uh, yeah. And I guess that's kind of the attitude you got to have. Yeah. I mean, granted, you'd want him to be a little more humble and aware, but like, uh, yeah. I mean, you're right. Then again, he does play for the Baltimore Orioles, so. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, oh, man. You suck, dude. <laughs> like, you're worse than the pitching staff for the. Brewers, literally, the Brewers have a better slash line than he yeah. does. Like they were batting like a three fifty three or some ridiculous stat like that, and he's batting like a zero. It's pretty bad, man. Yeah, I mean, literally, he's batting a zero on the year right now. <laughs> oh shit! It's like if I went to go play in the pros. Yeah, I wish I could get paid all that money to be just as bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that would be nice. Good God! Oh, oh man, that's terrible. That's too funny. Anyway, more baseball news. The Yankees. This was a fun. Speaking of, this is a fun fact. Just in case anyone cares, all you Yankee fans. This is another Yankee record. Congratulations, Yankee Yankees! You guys struck out 19 times in one game. How about that? Proud of you. That's awesome. That's, That's just proud of keep you. doing that. Keep doing what you're doing. I feel like again, if these are the stats that are being put out, like I should play. <laughs> <laughs> I can strike out 19 times in a game. I can go over 50. Like. All you got to do is quit smoking and get in shape a little bit. I don't know. Babe Ruth used to smoke stogies, like full cigars and drink. He did. Like He he had a terrible diet. The dude weighed a ton. I wish baseball was more like that. But imagine if he took care of himself. Could have played longer. And imagine what what he could have done. But would his legacy have stayed the same, though? Dude, he's not known for it. He, he's not known he's for his off the field. Also, pretty well known for being a womanizer, a drunk, and a stogie smoker. Eh. Like, it's yeah. also a pretty. We just don't talk about we it didn't as talk, much, yeah. but it's, like, we all know. We all know. Yeah. We all know he liked the, the ladies <laughs> and he liked the booze. The same, but whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I think me and Babe Ruth have more in common than most people think. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Anyway, moving Man. on. Dirk officially renounce, announces. Renounces. He renounces. He renounces the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> he announces his retirement after 21 years in the NBA, spending his entire career with the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks, which. If you're a Spurs fan, I think that you have to respect a little oh, bit, considering that we had Timmy absolute, Manu and I have absolutely no, or sorry, absolutely yeah. nothing but respect for. Yeah, Dirk. same. He, dude, he did it the right way. Stayed with one team, and he, well, he only has one but, ring, but 
That's a hell of a ring. That's a hell of a ring. You beat a hell of a team that yeah, year. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Arguably a pretty big upset that year. Good God, man. You know? Yeah. Congrats to him, man. But, um, yeah, he was thinking about coming back for another season, but I think... I think he's good. I think he'll arguably go down as the best foreign player up to this point to play the game. Coming out of Germany. Like, can you think of a better foreign player? And you better fucking not say Manu because no the fuck he's not. That's, we'll save that argument for another episode. Okay. We'll yeah. save that argument for yeah. another episode. Let's pull stats. Dude. Manu is. I'm gonna, this is all Manu say. is the heart and soul of the Spurs. Not only that. And he for twenty something years. He's in the Hall of Fame just for his international play alone. That's yeah. all. So will fucking Dirk be? I would fucking bet. Dirk was a better international player than anybody else that's ever played right now. We'll save that for another episode. Yeah. Okay, guy. You were just too fucking loyal. <laughs> yeah. To your Spurs. Look at it from a, a third party opinion. Think about the body of work that they have both done. Other people look at it from a third-party opinion as well, and they also say Manu is... Yeah, and most of them say Dirk. We'll save it. I'm just going to Google real quick just to see. Keep going. Keep talking about the highlights. I'm just going to Google. Oh, we're done with highlights. Oh, are we? Okay, what are we getting to first now? (laughs) There's a big game. Oh, yeah. There's a big college game. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. So in case you missed it, in case you were living under a rock for some odd reason. Or just at work or something. Or just at work, yeah. Or didn't care. Uh, the University of Virginia, they won the national championship by beating Texas Tech. Uh, I believe the final score was like 85-77, to 77, I want to say. It went into overtime. Very good game. Uh, Virginia became, um, I don't know if this is like an actual stat or anything. but So for those of you who don't know, Virginia uh, came into this came into the tournament last year as the top favorite, the number one seed was again, and they ended up losing to UMBMC or whoever. I remember it was a 16 UMBC. Seed. Thank you. Uh, it was a 16 seed. They got bounced in the first round, and so they came back again this year, number one seed as well again, um, behind Duke and whoever else and everyone else. And... Um, Pulled off a couple of miracles and ended up winning the tournament. They so. were on the brink of elimination like three games in a row. Yeah. Like they they weren't blowing teams out. They were down by 14 at halftime to another 16 seed. They like barely got by their next two, three games. They did. They, they still did. won. They did. But it's not like they won in convincing fashion. They didn't. But it's a hell of a story. You have it to, is. Yeah. yeah. They say it's probably so I read somewhere that <clears throat> in one writer's opinion. It's the 34th greatest basketball game, college NCAA championship basketball game to ever be played, but the number one greatest turnaround from being the overall number one seed, losing to a 16 seed, coming all the way back, making it to the number one seed again, and then winning the championship is the greatest turnaround Yeah, in at least the last decade or so as far as... Noticeable history, yeah. Right. Um, by the way, I was looking it up. My problem is, is all these guys have current NBA players, not all-time NBA players. Okay. So we don't know. Like, they had Dennis uh, Schrodinger, or however you say his last name, plays for the Rockets right now. Okay. Or not the Rockets. Thunder. Okay. Used to play for the Hawks. Okay. Overall, I don't think he's a better player than Dirk is. This year, maybe, because Dirk is old now. Yeah. But, anyway, I'll find an overall. We're going to save it for the next episode. We'll save it. Yeah. Um. But, anyway, so... 
Great game. Great game. Great game overall. Good defense and very timely three pointers. Yeah, in my opinion, are kind of what saved Virginia. Let me ask you this: aside from the actual national title game, what do you think about the tournament in general this year? Compared to past tournaments, compared to past years, I think that it was a fairly. I don't know. This tournament kind of made sense as far as winners and losers. Like you. I feel like it, like when all was said and done, like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I know it sounds kind of, but I'm, does that make sense at all? I'm trying to see where you're going. So, like, as the tournament progressed, you saw the reasons why teams continued to win and why teams lost. We saw why Duke lost. We Like, that makes sense. We saw why Tech won. To yeah. get to where they are. You saw why Gonzaga lost. You saw why these great teams didn't do as well as you thought. And then you saw these teams do really, really well. Yeah. You know, Kansas Jayhawks have always been a perennial powerhouse as far as basketball is concerned. And they lost round two. But, like, we've been watching that all season. They played their best basketball first half of the season and were trash second half of the season. Yeah. We saw Kentucky play really well. Always a strong basketball team. But we saw some of the weaknesses in their game. And Which, speaking of, Calipari signed a lifetime deal with them. I saw that. Congratulations Hell to him. Hell of a deal right there. Um, but, like, it, it, it made sense. I was like, yeah, I think the people who won were supposed to win. I think the people who won were better teams. Yeah. I think that the only team that really maybe played beyond their expectations would have to be Auburn. They're not a basketball school. They're not. They had good players. They played well. They played excited. They played with momentum. Moments, And so they did really well. Tournament's all about if you can get hot at the right time. Right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's what it is. Can you survive? Can you survive? Can you survive? Doesn't matter how you do it. Can you survive? Can you survive? Yeah. And I think one thing that I did notice, though, is I think arguably the team with the two best defenses made it to the championship. By far. And so I I, I liked that fact. I think that... I thought that was pretty interesting, too, is is how two best defenses arguably in the country. Not arguably. Probably in the country. Probably. um, Both ended up in the championship. Both ended up in the championship, but it was a high-scoring game as well. It wasn't a defensive battle. It was a high-scoring game for college. For college, it was a... Depends on which college. I mean, you look at Duke; they're scoring 100 and some odd plus points a couple times a, a couple times a week. It feels like yeah. North Carolina can score. Like a lot of teams can score. There are teams that score yeah. really high. You know what I'm saying? I think this is a, I think this is about right. I think it's probably yeah. average, maybe a little bit high. I was, but there was definitely more offense than I expected for sure. Yeah, um, you know what I'm three points. The three pointers from yeah. Virginia were fucking solid. Dude, like guy was just killing it. Kyle guy and Kyle uh, guy was and, killing and it. Ty Jerome, I think, is what his name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, they couldn't miss from the three pointer. It felt like yeah. Seriously. And that shot right at the very end with like what ten something seconds left. That yeah. three pointer to tie the game. Yeah, Hunter. Like, that's he, timely. He made himself a lot of money that night. Yeah, for sure. He made himself a lot. Culver of money. did the same thing for Tech. How about Culver, man, he's an unknown dude. I don't love it. He's from yeah. Lubbock. An unknown. He's probably gonna be. Probably gonna get paid now. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. It, overall, I was happy with the tournament, and I agree with you. It's a lot of great basketball. We mm-hmm. we saw a lot of really good basketball. Right. It wasn't a tournament in the like in the past years where you had like 
three or four buzzer beaters and right, you know, yeah, anything like that. For it, sure. There wasn't anything like eye popping to right. that, you know, which isn't bad. It was just good basketball. It was good basketball. All around. It's not a bad thing that we didn't have, you know, three or four buzzer beaters. It's no. Just, it's just, it wasn't one of those years. I mean, my, there were a couple of games that should have been buzzer yeah. beater games. Duke should have probably lost to, uh, who did they play? Shit, Michigan State and two in a row. And uh, to um, ah, who was the other team? I don't know. But yeah, exactly. There yeah. should have been some games that maybe went a different way. Dude, I how about like. Iowa coming back from 25, 21 down to Oh my God. Yeah, to dude, Tennessee. that was ridiculous. They still lost, but. But still, though, to 20, come all the way back from that? You know? That's crazy. Yeah, and Rick Barnes just got paid, too. He got UCLA paid. was making a big push for him. Yeah. And he was like, no, nope, I'm staying with Tennessee. And they gave him a lot of money for but, it. Yeah. So congratulations to Rick Barnes. He's building a program out there. Congratulations to Virginia, though. They have built a program. They have. They're going to be... Like, an, they've built a winning culture. Dude, and Chris Beard. Chris Beard at Texas Tech. They were in the tournament last year. They made a nice run. And they're, yeah. in the Final Four this year, right. they're going to be they're gonna be dangerous for, for a, few, a while. For a while. For sure. And so, you know what I do like, though? A team from Texas won both the NCAA championship and the NIT championship. UT won the NIT, and heard, Texas Tech won. I heard Texas was a bit too. I don't want to. I don't because I, I didn't see it, but I just heard that they went. They over. They they went a little over. Um, oh man, they won the NIT, but mm-hmm. the way they celebrated was like they won the national championship. True is, is what I heard. Yeah, so they celebrated it as a quote unquote national championship because it's a national invitation. So they were saying national championship. It's it's not. It's not. It's not. But technically, it also is. It's just not as prestigious as prestigious. How do I say that? Prestigious. Yeah. Prestigious. Prestigious. As a prestigious university. Yeah. Um, Bravo to them. Technically, it is though. Technically, Bra- it's it's teams from across. It's another the tournament. nation. Yeah. It's you know another tournament as as defined by national. It is a national tournament, yeah. technically. Yeah. It's just not the one that you want to play in. Exactly. It's just one that you play in. It's one that you get chosen for. Right. Yeah. And it's an invite. So it's they took invite. the invite and they it's were postseason basketball. Right. And they won. Yeah. So congratulations. They lit up the tower like they did the full nine. It's not a national championship, but it is also a national championship. It's just again in, not the one that you want. In another way. Right. You just it's want another, it's another tournament. Right. But again, I mean, people don't really pay attention to. People pay attention to. You pay attention to if your team's in it. Yeah. But it's hard to just, (coughs) like, you don't get to go just watch it necessarily until you get, like, the last two rounds. Exactly. But still, though, I mean, the point is, is that Texas team won both of those. So apparently college basketball in Texas right now is where it's at. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Well, who's the other Texas team? Tech didn't win. No, but excuse me, but they made it to the final they four. They made it to the final four. Yeah, yeah sorry. Good. I said that they both won. Excuse yeah. me. I meant that they both made yeah. it to yeah, I was gonna, yeah. the That's championship okay. game. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I knew but, what you meant. It right. Is, yeah. Sorry. But thank you for. Yeah. But yeah, UT won the the the, the, yeah. the NIT and then Tech made it to the championship the game. The championship game. I was rooting for them, man. I was, you know. It's, for it, Tech? As a, tech, as a Texas native Texan, you know. Right. You, you want to see that. It's, uh, yeah, I guess I didn't really have a. I had reasons for both. Like I'd like to see Tech win because Big Twelve and yeah. Texas and yeah. all that good stuff. But then I also would like to see Virginia win because I like the I like how Virginia plays basketball. I like that. 
overly solid defense and then scoring when you have to. You know what I'm saying? Like running because they're comfortable playing with the entire clock. It's all, it's it's arguably a, a system. They're playing. They no, play, for sure. They, they play very systematic basketball. Yeah, yeah. Which they some of the the, the analysts were kind of hating on. They're saying that and sometimes you just got to go play, not playing a system, but just go play basketball to win. Well, that depends on how you look at it. I was about to say, but they should. They did it anyway. I mean, they just so, won the national tournament. So right, like, you know. deal with it. Yeah. So overall, really good game though. Overall, great good game. coverage. Good game. Good, I yeah. like the commentating. I like the fan interaction. I thought the fans were a little quiet, but how do you feel about basketball being in large stadiums? I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Yeah, I don't mind it either. It. I, I mean, kind of. I hear sucks people, for the fan. Like, I hear some, people some get level. a lot of hate for it. Or I hear, uh, I hear people giving it a lot of hate, but that's I, their reasoning. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I. Yeah. I mean, it's just let them play. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I get the argument that basketball is not supposed to be played in a big. Why would supposed it be? stadium like why? that? But I mean, it's why? Why isn't I don't know? Why is it not I, supposed? To, is that I, their I, argument? It's not supposed to be played in that. Why? I don't know, dude. But yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. It's yeah, just, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because that's because you said was I get the argument that it's not supposed to be played there. Is that what people say? I've heard not a lot of it, but yeah, that's what that I, makes no. Who, who the fuck cares where it's played? The game is supposed to be played on a court with two hoops and ten guys, yeah. and some benches and some coaches. <laughs> yeah, like that's how basketball. Who gives a fuck where it's played? In my opinion, granted, yeah. not yeah. that I've ever played it, but yeah, it's a sporting. Like, okay, is baseball supposed to be played in a dome? Yeah, don't fucking tell Tampa Bay that. Who really cares, honestly? Right? Don't 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 tell, tell the old Astros that. Don't tell the Rangers that. Blue like, Jays. Don't tell the Blue Jays that. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just let them play basketball. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I don't either. That doesn't make sense. Anyway. Yeah. I think people just like to complain about shit. Oh, people like to be negative in general. Yeah. 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 It's big facts. Big facts. I started saying that ironically, and I can't stop saying it. I know. Big I've, facts. I've noticed. Yeah. I don't know. I can't stop. I'll say gang gang a lot now. I don't mean it. I'm not even sure entirely what it means, but I say it all the time. I'll walk into work and somebody looks at me like gang gang and I'll walk away. Like it's weird. <laughs> it's just kind of a noise filler for me now. Like I just say it and I'll just kind of stop doing whatever it is. Like it's weird. Like it, when I'm uncomfortable, I look at somebody and say gang gang and then I go back to doing whatever it is that I'm doing. God. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. I'm a weird I'm a weird person. Yeah, we're all weird. So we're all weird in our own ways, man. Yeah. It's okay. Big facts. <laughs> it's a mood though. Yeah. <laughs> My brother says that a lot. Big mood. <laughs> mood all twenty nineteen. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, words are funny. Words are funny. Words are funny. Anyway. Hey, we got a new we got not a moving new on to some new basketball. <clears throat> so a little bit of a lessons learned segment here. So, recently, a bit bit of sad news here, but recently, I'm sure you heard, it's all over national media, but a rapper by the name of Nipsey Hussle, do we know his real name? We know, um, we know his real name. I have his real name here. I hesitate to say it because I'm not entirely sure that I would pronounce it correctly, and honestly, he goes by Nipsey Hussle, so I call him Nipsey, you know? Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to try this. Yeah, please. Ermius Joseph Ashadome. Yeah. 
I wish. I mean, I, I would. I, I. I should have done. I guess maybe more research and. We both should have heard how his name is pronounced to 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 pay proper tribute, but. Again, I go by how people know him best. Yeah, no, I get it. In my opinion. I get it. Anyways. People know him as Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, if you don't know, is a was a uh, American uh, rapper, rapper, entrepreneur, songwriter, and, songwriter. Uh, an activist, community activist. Mm-hmm. In also did a lot of uh, uh, stuff in movies as well. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one of the big things is that he was a lifelong affiliation that he was very outspoken about as far as his gang relation goes. He was a part of the Rolling 60s, an LA-based gang that's connected to the, uh, to the Crips, as a matter of fact. Okay. Um, but that's not what he's best known for, in my opinion, at least. He's best known for his rap. Yeah. Um, he, and he was very influential in the community, too, I think, which is the, the, the other biggest thing that he's, he's really invested in. You know, his whole goal was to give back to his community. That's why he never left his community. That's why he's opened a store and where he's from. He bought a house where he's from. Him and his longtime wife, or maybe not necessarily a long time, but uh, London, like that, that's where they stayed. Right. You know, they stayed in the community that they're from. But his whole goal was to empower and employ the underprivileged in his area through real estate and uh, 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 like tech focus center, science and tech centers. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2017, Nipsey Hustle bought real estate in the Crenshaw district uh, with DJ Khaled as a partner, as a matter of fact, uh, including what became his closed store, Marathon. Marathon was uh, conceived both as a way to promote uh, commerce in a low-class area as well as an experiment that blends smart technology with brick-and-mortar retail. Uh, Customers can use their smartphone in the store to directly order from the brand, and as uh, Hustle described the environment as having a Starbucks-like vibe. So it's very relaxed, very chill, very tech forward. Comfortable. Correct. Uh, also in 2018, he co-founded a science and tech focus center for the underprivileged youth in the neighborhood. A WeWork style uh, co-working space was attached. Uh, he spoke of finding inspiration in Silicon Valley leaders like Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, uh, so-called no disruptive thinkers. Wow. Uh, he was also a fan of Bitcoin, but again, his big thing was he, you know, he he was very involved in his community. He wanted to end, you know, gang violence. He wanted to make a better life for the people where he's from. Because he said one of the big things that he said is, you know, a lot of my peers didn't make it out. You know, they didn't. They ended up in a coffin or in prison. He's saying, I think he quoted as saying, uh, you know, the fact that I make made it out with no scars and mentally stable is like the biggest blessing, something along those lines. But basically talked about how where he's from, his peers, you don't make it out. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. Um, but so, yeah, his life affected a lot of people. So many people. A lot of people. Um, so, I mean, the news was obviously, it was, it was nationally publicized and all right. that is and um it shook up a lot of nba players a lot of the nba community in general a lot of nba players came out and and uh, gave their respects and um Russell Westbrook actually you sent this to me but he well it was naturally publicized as well go he went out and uh, got a triple double of 20 20 and 20 those weren't the fun the, 2020 20, 21 i thought didn't he have oh, 21 rebounds okay he might have yeah I, I think thought. it was 20 points 20 assists 21 rebounds wow yeah um, a feat that hadn't been done since Wilt Chamberlain. I was like in the what? The 60s? No idea. Hold on. 
It's but okay. Anyway, keep going. Second, yeah. But anyways, afterwards he dedicated the game to Nipsey. He dedicated the the game and his uh, stat line to Nipsey Hussle. Um, and uh, I heard a reporter uh, asked him, like, you know, if he would get, if he would comment on the, you know, what had happened. And he asked twice, and Russell just declined the first time, and he's like, I'm referring to Nipsey, and he's like, I know who you're referring to. I don't want to talk about it. And he just, he kind of exited the press conference. But Oh, no, you're right. It looks like it was. Oh, no, yeah, it was 2020-21. Okay. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Six of one, half dozen of the other. You just have to know, because you have to know. I do. I have to know. Yeah. Um, What can we learn from this, man? Hold First on. of all, I mean, it says a lot that Russell went out and had the performance that he had, because right. 2020 and 20 is... Stupid, it's fucking phenomenal. First of all, stupid good. So here's what uh, he said after the game. He said, "Grateful to play the game, but that wasn't for me, man. That was for my bro, man. That was for Nipsey." He goes on to say, "Rest in peace, Nipsey, man. I'm just, I'm just thankful to go out there and compete at a high level, man. Thankful to have these teammates. Thankful and humble to go out there and play the game that I love." So I think what we can take a look at here is. The inspiration that can be personally drawn from outside events that you can then focus through sports. Right. He took this pain. He took this heartache. He took this uh, confusion and frustration and anger, channeled it into a creative, positive outlet, and went to have literally a night unlike any other literally only been done once before in sports history as far as basketball is concerned exactly that's ridiculous yeah i mean and he's in good company with a guy who did it arguably one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game top five easy easy top five probably even top three easily easily anyway i would even say probably number one maybe number two i would say top two probably in my opinion who's the other mj not okay it's not important but yeah, not important. But anyway, so yeah, you know, to see somebody focus, yeah, focus so yeah. intently because of these outside influences, because of this the, this tragic news is not only heartwarming to see him do something like this, to be so passionate right. and to go and play his heart out, but it's also very humbling, I think. Yeah. You know? Just as a player to be like, okay, I know how this affected me. I know who this game was for. Yeah. This wasn't for my stat line. This wasn't for my legacy. This wasn't for the recognition or the fame. This was for my brother who passed away. Yeah. This wasn't for me. This was for somebody else. Yeah. And to go and have an historic game like that, I think is, you know, it's kind of like, remember a couple years ago, Miami Marlins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. D. Gordon, Fernando. Um, I forget. I don't know uh, his name. Yes, but he but passed away. And um, was it D. Gordon? D. Gordon. Yeah, hit hits a home, a home run. Hit a home run on his first at bat. The first pitch, I think, too. I think first pitch. Ended up crying the whole way around the bases. Mm-hmm. They asked him afterwards, and he's like, "Man, I, I don't hit the ball that hard. I know I don't have that much power. Yeah, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. and so that's." He- that's one of those moments, yeah. Right. That's pretty special. And again, I think that's the equivalent to this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That this wasn't for me. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, this this guy affected... His death affected a lot of different... I mean, dude, LeBron James even talked about it. Yeah, Like, man. there's a lot of people who talked about this. He was very much 
DeMar DeRozan, too. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Because he, he's from Compton. And he just posted a picture. Well, this guy's from Crenshaw, I guess. From Los Angeles, the Crenshaw area. Okay. But generally the same. The L.A. Right, L.A. as a whole. But DeMar DeRozan just posted a picture on Instagram of him at the... So San Antonio. In San Antonio, there's a little spot down by SAC um, off of San Pedro. SAC is San Antonio uh, College. And there's a couple of murals up there. I think one of them is... Cardi B, one of them is the uh, Gucci man with the Drake. Dang, fucking hilarious. But um, And then there was, I think, 21 in the middle. Okay. But they repainted it, and they put Nipsey's face on there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, DeMar DeRozan posted a picture of him on his car, like, by the Nipsey deal, because how much it affected him. Like, right. he, he was proud to be able to go down there and be like, my city did this. Right. You know, I'm thinking about Nipsey. But yeah, I just think it's extraordinary. Just yeah, man. The amount of... Because it's also a lot of energy. That's a lot, dude. Like emotional energy. That's a hell of a game. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it is rough. Physically, emotionally, that's mentally. That's a hell like, of a game, that's, man. That's fucking tough. That's To go out there and play like that. Every other dude tries to go out and get 50. Russell was like, I don't know. I mean, that's. I mean, it's not even so much about scoring. Because, again, you see, like, if James Harden had the same effect, I bet James Harden goes out and scores like 110. Probably. But the way the it's Russell like, plays, yeah, to grab twenty rebounds and get twenty assists as well, yeah, are you and serious? twenty points? Are you serious? Because that means you have, yeah, that's utterly ridiculous. I mean, that's yeah, a phenomenal game. That's, if you were everywhere on the court the entire time that you were on the court, I mean, did he play the whole game? It has to play the game, the whole game. If not, take a few. Five. I was like, I'm sure he took some breathers, but that's just yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, and you see Russell Westbrook, when he gets upset, he focuses in and he does amazing things on the court. But just to see him do something like this, and even more so, one of the cool things about it is he did all of that and they still won 119-103. Not that that matters, but the fact is, is yeah. that all of it at least wasn't in vain. Like, he didn't do this ridiculous game and yeah. fail. It wasn't for nothing. Right. Yeah. On multiple levels, it wasn't for nothing. Yeah, it was for Nipsey, and that's, they also won. So that's special, man. Though that's, it, I mean, so the guy had a major impact on the NBA community in mm-hmm. general, but on the community in general, I was like, just the world in general. And yeah, so it's a it's a pretty heavy loss. It's very unfortunate. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Yeah, uh, I know that uh, we a lot don't of know people those. are going to continue to carry on the kind of philanthropies that you put into place, and yeah, you know, a lot of the things that you were trying to teach. So. I think the world is a little bit of a little bit dimmer. Dude, it's been dimmer for these for these next couple of weeks until yeah. we all get back together and uh, and get moving forward again. Yes, sir. But anyway, so there's always there's always inspiration, guys. If always you're looking for some. I think that's the main thing. There's always going to be inspiration. Always inspiration, right? Don't have to look very far to find inspiration for sure. More news about Russell Westbrook. If we're moving on here. Yeah. Not too so, far. Not moving on too far. Not moving on too far. So when it goes too far is what I've titled this. Um, so recently, I don't know if you've been noticing, but uh, recently, it's been an issue in the NBA. Some fans have been having uh, issues at games with players, particularly sitting courtside. Westbrook had an, had an altercation with a fan sitting courtside in Utah. I'm about to say, yeah. And uh, Blake Griffin also had the same inter- not same interaction, but he had no- he had an interaction with a fan also sitting courtside. I believe that game was in Detroit too. I'm not positive on that. And then another dude 
got banned for life, based or banned. I think it was banned for two years. The Celtics, Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. uh, banned a player or banned a fan for two years after getting into it with um, someone else too. I don't. I forgot the name of it. I, we got the notification when we were on the way to Arlington, but um, so most thing. Uh, the biggest thing I wanted to bring up was. What can the NBA do to improve situations like this or to protect their product, essentially, with NBA players moving forward with this? So the thing is here, people buy tickets to go to basketball games and sit courtside. You pay a lot of money to do this because courtside tickets are not cheap. And they feel, these fans feel like, well, these guys, not not all fans, but these guys feel like they have the right to pretty much say whatever the hell they want to say to these players and get away with it because the players apparently can't do anything about it. Or just the fact that they bought, they paid money, their own money, to go sit and enjoy a game and also talk shit in their way. <sighs> See, I don't necessarily have a problem with them talking and talking mess and trying to get into the heads. It's when you start to get like racist, which yes. is my problem. That's my problem too. So when you start to get my problem, like, homophobic, it, and when you start to get really, when you start attacking the players, right? That that's where, a problem. That's a problem. So I get it, and even more so, not even just regularly attack players because again, shit, players attack other players all the time. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's when you get to that kind of attacking it's when you get to that level when you take it too far basically right when so, it goes too far yeah so here's my thing i get it you buy you you buy a ticket you pay a lot of money for this ticket probably over 500 dollars to sit courtside depending mm-hmm. on the arena depending on the team all that sure you can go to a game talking shit is part of the is part of the deal you go to a game you're probably going to talk you're sitting that close to the player you're probably going to make a few comments because you want to right whatever the comments are because you're sitting that close. Why would you not? Right. But when you take it to the point where you're attacking a person verbally or like attacking a person personally about their family, about their livelihood, skin color, I mean, orientation, re- like any of these things. Any of those things. Really? Like, I get it. We all have freedom of speech. But really? Also, like, what the fuck is your problem? Well, like, seriously. What is, what, what is going on in your brain that you're like, this is okay to do? This is, yeah. This is cool. This, I can do this. Yeah. Because like, I paid all my, I, I paid $500 to sit courtside. Yeah. No. But somebody else could have also bought that and been like the nicest person on yeah. the planet. Just because you paid so much money out of your own pocket to fucking sit courtside at an NBA game doesn't give you the right to fucking verbally abuse someone about their family and their livelihood. Doesn't give you the right to do that, guy. No. It really doesn't. And that's where the problem is. Yeah. And, and from, you know what's even worse than that? It's across every sport. It's, yeah. It's every sport. So you said soccer, dude. Yeah. There's a there's a, a couple of games. I know one where, especially overseas, more so overseas than here, but stadiums, entire stadiums will make monkey sounds when black dudes get possession of the ball. That's terrible. I, there was a game where they threw bananas on the field. That's fucking terrible. I'm like, oh my God. Like that uh, fucking blows my mind it's how terrible. shitty these people can be. And it's like in countries that you might not expect. That's, yeah. But it's like, it's uh, even uh, Adam Jones, 
has talked about having problems at Fenway. Other players have talked about having problems in baseball too. When they go to games, they just hear people chanting or chanting from the stands, just these horrible racist remarks. Like I believe it. I it it's sad. It's utterly unacceptable. First of all, it's completely unacceptable. Absolutely. Even if you feel that way, which <laughs> you shouldn't. Something's wrong with you. Even if you feel that way. You need to look at yourself in the mirror. That You need to go figure out what's wrong. You need to fucking figure out what's what's going on in life. obviously, there's something wrong with you. I mean, at this point, there's something fucking wrong with you. It's just... It's, it's sad, dude. It's an unfortunate thing, man. Like, why can't you just appreciate the players? Appreciate the game? Appreciate the sport? Like, yeah. just stop with... Yeah. Your own personal rhetoric, which is fucking wrong, if that's the case. <laughs> so wrong. Just so here's my thing. Get the fuck over it. I, yeah, it's. Oh my god, I'm so hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to hype you up. So here's the thing. The the in the NBA, this is a problem we can probably. This is my. I don't know if this is going to sound too easy. If this is going to sound like, well, why haven't we done that already? I don't know. The NBA has a product. That product is the players. That's obvious. If you have to protect your product, why don't you give them the right to protect themselves? So in the instance where these things happen, if a player is on the bench, because Russ was on the bench, mm-hmm. regardless, if they're, in the, if they're on the court and if they constantly hear a fan like chattering, chattering, most guys, I would think most guys are okay and they're going to an arena expecting to hear some shit. Because you just, that's what happens. But when it gets to the point where you feel like you're being, I don't want to, well, violated, right word? Yeah, I, I understand your point. Yeah, if you feel the point if where. it's going too far. If it's going too far, why not give the, why not give the player the right to, to basically stop the game or basically just, yeah, stop the game or stop whatever's going on and say, and get security, hey, Let's get that guy out of here. Just if you're sick, right. if you're tired of it, right? Why not give? I don't think necessarily have to stop the game, but I think you should be able to get a hold of security. Yeah, at any point during the game, acknowledge the situation and let security know. And like, hey, let's get this guy out of here. Right? Because it, if it's going too far, protect yourself. Protect yourself. Basically, right. I think players. I don't know if that's an unwritten rule already. Because I mean, these guys are obviously getting tossed out by security, right? But that's because security is—it's not because of the players, or right. my assumption. But um, I think I think NBA should consider that. It, it, this is giving guys the ability to remove players. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. My thing would just move them back. Lose a couple the, thousand bucks. Get the fuck out of there, dude! No, like, move them back. No. Yeah, so, no, 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 no. I mean, obviously, get rid of the people who are taking it too far. But don't even allow people to be in the situation that they're that close in the first place. Oh, okay. Well, that's another thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Move the stands back. Move the stands back. I get it. You're trying to make a dime. You want as many people in that building as you possibly can get. Yeah. But there are safety concerns. Yeah. Move them back. Yeah. That's that. That's the thing, though. Besides the incident, like way back at the at the palace. Nothing serious has ever really happened except, you know, these occasional altercations. I would imagine it probably happens more often than we think, though. I just don't think that they're talked about as often or addressed. Let me phrase it. They're not as dressed as often as they should be. Also, I was thinking about this, too. Think about when most of these things happen. When do most of these, like, alter... Like, when do most of them happen? 
What do you mean? Like during the during the actual event, when do most of them happen that you've noticed? Because what I've noticed is they most of the time happen after the fact. Like guys walking back to the tunnel and and fans throwing shit on them. I was talk- like, usually I feel like it's later, later in the game. So that's another problem. Fans waiting until the opportune moment to do these things. Right. You know? And I imagine that drinking has to play a part in a lot of this, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fans get drunk at the game, which they have every right to do. But right. I feel like, you know, on some level, the arena, the ownership, the team has to take some pretty hard stances on some of these things to protect their players. Now, granted, I do think that Utah did a good job at handling the situation. Oh, absolutely. They kicked the, they banned that guy for life. President, they, the I was the, like, yeah, she came out and talked. Owner came out and gave a, a phenomenal speech, right, about how this is not who we are. This is, this the, is yeah. unacceptable. Uh, I, so I think Utah did a good job. Yeah, um, and I wish that more teams would start to take care of, or not take care, of, but I think more teams should start doing things like that, reminding, yeah, these people. I think we maybe a little naive to think that. I'm sure a lot more shit goes down than we're aware of. Right. I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that. So I think we're naive to think that it doesn't happen too often. When it does. Yeah. When it so, happens. I, but I, that's just that's something that I've been thinking about since these things have come up is, hey, you got a product. NBA. Like, seriously, you got a product to protect, man. Right. Why not give them the right to protect themselves? Right. If they feel shit's going too far, get they them out of there. Able, yeah. Give them the right to notify security and get them out of there. Right. You know? Let I wonder pl- if they do have that right. They're just maybe afraid to use it sometimes out of fear of public backlash. And see, that's the thing, too. That's another thing. Most, how would, like, majority of players, you think, I mean, I think uh, it would be kind of a thing like where, oh, that's too soft. Like NBA players are given the right to, you know, make their own decisions about whether or not a fan can, you know, well, it depends on what the fan says. Well, right. People would be calling NBA players soft now. Right. No. No. If a player feels violated or if a player player for something, no. Right. They're there to entertain you, yes. And they're there to do their jobs. But if they feel shit is like unsafe for them, then yeah, they have every right to seriously. To you're gonna call themselves. them soft for that? Yeah. Like, and that's the problem. We live in a you know we lived in a supposedly now soft society where people have to uh, apologize for literally anything, right? But on some level, sometimes it fucking deserves an apology. It does. Does I just think I'm that, not saying that all not all situations. Right, no, yeah. for sure, for sure. But I, yeah, I think that. This is one of those cases that fucking <laughs> like this is yeah. it's just not okay. Yeah, it's racism not. is not okay. It's not in any stretch of the imagination. That's a completely personal issue, and you need to go fucking figure it out. God. Anyway, we should probably move on before we get too fired up. For sure, yeah, for sure. So, anyways, uh, before we move on here, uh, hey guys, this season, let's make sure to check out our friends over at Baseballism. Um, Baseballism is a is a all baseball related apparel and clothing company for baseball people. If you love baseball or even like it, you should be wearing baseballism. It's America's brand, the official off the field brand for baseball. Uh, check out baseballism.com while you're there uh, and ready for checkout. Uh, use our coupon use our coupon code AA Sports. It's AA our initials sports for a fifteen percent discount off your first uh, first order. If you're not ready to order just yet, go follow them on all their socials. They're pretty active. Dude, they just released some sick sunglasses last night. 
Oh, nice. Like Did six on Nice. Glasses, I haven't man. checked in. Yeah. yeah. I like um, the new shirts that we got, the Respect the Game shirts. Oh, yes. Those are yeah. clean. Go check out the Respect the Game shirts. Uh, but yeah, but baseball season is, baseball is here. Um, it's in full effect. And uh, we're gonna we're running a little late today, so we're gonna um, go through it, the ALEs probably next week, but um, and get like really in depth and, into it. I know we covered it a little bit during the Arlington episode, but I'm, we're talking about really getting into it and looking yeah. at. We had a little too much fun with the guests, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Last thing, last thing here. So AEF, the Alliance of American Football, unfortunately folded it did. this past week. It did. Um, but good news is coming out of this. So and like there are some definite silver linings. Definite silver linings. Good news out of this. So players are getting signed, and a lot of them are getting signed to NFL teams. Uh, just a couple here. Keith Reeser, uh, a defensive back. He signed a one-year deal with the Chiefs. He played with the Orlando Apollo. Okay. And uh, Garrett Gilbert, former Texas, uh, former Texas Longhorn, who was also who was the quarterback for the Apollo, signed with the Browns. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be backing up Baker Mayfield. Seven and one. Seven and one. Yeah, seven and one. That's pretty good. Uh, Demontre? Was it Demontre? I think so. Demontre Moore? Demontre Moore of the fleet. He signed with the 49ers. Uh, J. Rome Elliott of the Commanders. Local boy here. Not a local boy, but played played in San Antonio. Played local. Uh, Signed with the Dolphins. He He actually led the AAF with seven and a half sacks. And then Luis Luis Perez, sorry, God, can't talk right Luis now. Luis Perez, Luis was the per- quarterback for the Alabama uh, team out there, the Birmingham Iron. Birmingham Iron Thanks. signed with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So more on this. Some players were, yeah, left with unpaid hotel bids, rooms, and just what all went wrong with this? I think a lot. Like we were saying earlier, I think they just weren't ready yet when they popped in. They were trying to get a, a fan base before the XFL. Some guys maybe didn't have the best intentions for it. Yeah. Um, but again, I think they're not even so much that how poorly it ended or the reason why it ended is the silver linings that can be found from this quote unquote experiment. Right. Um, number one, I liked a lot of the coaches that coached. I liked Steve Spurrier. I thought he did a great job out there. I like the Apollo's coach. Uh, Mike no, Riley. excuse me, Mike Riley, uh, the Commanders coach, Mike Riley. Like I think you saw a lot of coaches make a really big impact. Yeah, with a lot of these guys. So I think that these coaches should be able to then go and potentially find another job somewhere, maybe a coordinator, maybe something if but, they wanted it. Correct. Um, um, it also says a lot about some of the some of the higher execs they got. I mean, Daryl Johnson as uh, or Moose as the mm-hmm. as the Commanders GM. That's, he's, I mean, they did a good job. Yeah, I mean, like they said, they were pulling in fans. <coughs> San Antonio was filling some yeah. of those stadiums, but they got Heinz Ward. They got you know uh, Palomano from the former Steeler as a higher exec, mm-hmm. and you know for, for some of the player personnel things and. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation, and I feel bad for the people that lost their jobs. Not only the players, but the staff and everyone mm-hmm. involved with all the organizations. Cole, dude, was a pleasure having you on the show. It's just an unfortunate mm-hmm. situation that he, you know, that he's right. left off to drive with us. Right. Um, the probably the biggest thing is the money. They realized they didn't have the money for it, or they probably. Well, yeah, like we were saying earlier, they knew they, just they didn't, didn't have, have the, the money. money for it, but wanted to proceed anyways. And maybe it is because they wanted to get the product out before the XFL, and they wanted to beat the XFL and all that, and you know, get the fans and fight for time slots and all that. Uh, I just think 
I can't say it enough, an unfortunate situation, but I mean, dude, if you, like you said, if you got to hold off, get more money, you got to find more money somewhere. That's right. <laughs> you got to pay for a lot of shit. Right. You know? Yeah. And I get it. You want it. You're excited about this product, but you have to make sure you're prepared. You know, right. you have to have all your, you know, ducks in a row, so to speak, you know, so. to ensure longevity, you have to do things the right way, even if it's not the easiest way, even if it's not what you want to do. Right. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You know, but like I was saying, there's a lot of silver linings out of this, though. Look at all the players that got signed. More all tape, dude. They all got tape on themselves. You know, it's like exactly that was this was part of the point of this whole thing was for them to get po- for them to get uh, tape on themselves. And, and they, it, they got that. They got eight games worth. Exactly. Seven or eight that games. was the goal of the AAF. Then technically it succeeded. Yeah. If its goal was to get guys signed onto pro teams again. Yeah. Technically the AAF succeeded, although it ended up shutting down early. You know, yeah. you think about the coaches who can go back and get a job now. Yeah. Because they've proven they can coach in a professional, whatever, a professional style game, a professional league, as it were. Yeah. You look at the players who obviously can play at a higher level. All these guys are getting signed. You know, you look at the cities who are able to host these teams. Right. You know what I'm saying? San Antonio, San Antonio showed man. out. San Antonio showed up. They showed out, bro. We deserve, a, we deserve an NFL team. I think that when you look at teams or if you look at expansion cities now, the San Antonio has to move high up your list. We were having more people show up. We have the Chargers. We average thirty thousand a game, dude. That's ridiculous. It's great. You know what I'm saying? That's that's amazing. It's that just that, shows how much people love football. Yeah. So I think you know I think Orlando might have to be on your list now, depending on how well their numbers did. Right. I think you have to look at San Antonio now. Look at how their numbers did. Something something bothered a local. Uh, I'm not going to put out his name, but a local guy uh, who's in the news put out a tweet saying, um, you know. San Antonio could definitely be a look for an NFL team, but we need the facility. Alamo Dome has recently recently been renovated, and it has more than enough space to host an NFL team. I personally don't see where the issue is with with having an NFL team play in the Alamo Dome for a few seasons. If we moved them here, have them play in the Alamo Dome for a few seasons, and get the money to build an eventual facility that's up to up to par. I don't see like I don't have an issue with that. What do you like? What are your like? You've been to the Alamo Dome. Like, what do you think about it? I think it's a good place to start if you were an NFL team. I don't think that you know it might have all of the bells and whistles as a modern NFL stadium might. It uh, doesn't, but it like, but it doesn't need to year one. Exactly. You know, you need a product. We have a place to hold to host that product right, to start, you know. And there's enough facilities in the area that <laughs> shit you'd be able to get whatever it is that you needed. Yeah, until you were able to build your own. Dude, there are college teams that play in some NFL in some NFL stadiums, and the UTSA plays in the dome. Right. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I, I I think it's a great place to start. Yeah. I see no reason why a team couldn't fuck uh, the Saints. Saints. The Saints played there. Saints. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't see any reason why they can't. Who that? Right. No, fuck. Shut up. <laughs> no, stop. Anyway. Stop it. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop <laughs> making your mouth noises. So, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be a good starter. I don't either. Just for a season or two. Get some either. money. Get some investors. Get a good product going. Run your shit. Get the product here. Right. And I say take care of the rest. Exactly. And then run your shit. Yeah. Like. 
it is what it is. It, it wouldn't hurt to have a team here playing the Alamodome for two, five years, right? Whatever it is, and then move eventually on. move to another right. facility that's up to you know. Because there's enough space in San Antonio. That oh, you more can than find, enough. You know what I'm saying? A, pl- a good place for a stadium. The Freeman Coliseum. Why do we still need it? I don't know. The Freeman. Why is the Freeman still standing? I don't know. I don't get it. I wouldn't take down the Freeman to build an NFL stadium, though. Why not? Because it's right next to the. In, it's right next to the AT&T the Center. Oracle and Oakland Coliseum are literally ten feet away from each other. Yeah. You're telling me you, no. It just no. doesn't make sense to me. I wouldn't put it right next to. I would put it maybe on the same street in the general area. Don't put it right next to. Like, okay, for instance, uh, the new stadium in Cowboy Stadium yeah, in Arlington. Yeah. I like that distance. Yeah. Yeah, I see your point. You know what I'm saying? But that makes more sense to doable, me. It's doable is my thing. Because basketball and baseball can happen on the same day. Yeah, at the same time. That's true. Football <laughs> and baseball. That's also true. Overlap a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's say you have a game and a game. Fuck that yeah. traffic, dude. Fuck. Not a chance. can't imagine working shit like oh that. Oh, my dude. God. No. Bless you. Thank you. Sorry. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it, I, ooh, oh, God, what a fucking logistical nightmare. God, man, yeah. But anyway. Anyways. So, yeah, there are so many positive things that can be taken from this technically the aaf succeeded in that if its whole goal was to develop players again to the nfl Mm -hmm. they did that Mm -hmm. if the whole job is to again develop players they did that and a lot of guys a lot of guys got better from playing you look at the progression of teams from the first game to the last game that they were able to play they played well you saw success stories in the orlando apollos at seven and one and then you saw terrible teams like the memphis express doing Everything they can, even signing Johnny Manziel, or excuse me, John Manziel. Now, Johnny Football is now John Football. John Football, right? Do we have the short? Is it John Foot now? Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, yes. Anyway, so you know there were a lot of successes for as many failures as they were. Absolutely, I agree. They should have waited. Take your time. Get your shit together. Take your time run a successful league. Do you think it's... I mean, it was a developmental minor league, whatever you want to call it. But do you think it's necessary for the NFL? You know, and I was having that conversation with my dad a while back. Because every other league has it. Here's the thing about it, though. Football is an extraordinarily demanding sport. It is. You're not going to be in your prime for very long. No. If you have to spend years developing, how much is an NFL team really going to get out of you? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, if you only have a 10-year, let's say you only have like a six-year span, and you spend four of them in a developmental league. Ten if you take care of yourself. Yeah, ten if you're lucky, depending on your position. And you take care of yourself. You look at long snappers, kickers, some quarterbacks, they have prolonged careers. Yeah. You look at some defensive backs, they have long career like it not everybody has a short career yeah but you say on average maybe six years maybe yeah and you spend how long in the developmental league how much are you really going to see nfl playing time when are you going to get your chance when are you going to get that break you see a lot of guys who get their break because somebody else got hurt but they're already on the team so here you go but I mean, it's just an opportunity to play the game that you love. Correct. No, no doubts about that. Absolutely, you, you know, get there are, to play football. There are minor leaguers that have been in the minor leagues for 
ever. Their whole career. A whole career. Correct. They're still going for it. Not debating that. Yeah. My question is, is in football, when you only have so long, is it necessary for a developmental league to exist? Depends on the guy. If you're not going to be able to play for very long. Depends on the guy. I mean, it's. Just, I think it's... That's not a definitive answer. Everything depends on the guy. Well, they, yeah, but I mean... Pick one, yes or no. Is it necessary? Yes or no? Yes. It is necessary. I think it's yes. Why? <sighs> Gives them another opportunity to play if they want that opportunity. So it's not necessarily to develop to get better to play in the NFL. It's just to play football in general. So you don't need the league to be a developmental league. You just need a league to play football in. Yes. So then the question, the answer to your question is, is a developed league necessary? The answer that you gave me is no, <laughs> because... If the goal is just simply to play football, not to develop to go to the NFL, you don't have that's to have a, a developmental yes no answer, man. That's come on. No, it's not. I gave you. I gave you a hard answer. No, it's not necessarily. Why? Because you're not going to be able to play that long. If you're spending all your time developing, <coughs> then you're not going to be able to play in the NFL. You could get hurt. You could get injured way before you could get to the NFL. No, it's not necessary. That could be worked out in contracts or something. It could be worked out like, hey, you got two years. If you don't get called up, sorry. That could be worked out. I mean, I don't know. I think things could be worked out. I don't think a developmental league is necessary. I think that another league is fun, and I think it gives lots of players the opportunity to keep playing football. So keyword necessary, no. Correct. Is it necessary? No, it's not. Okay. Because... You might not ever make it, yeah. and then you could still get injured and be making a dick ton less. Would it be fun? Yes. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to watch it. I wanted the AAF to succeed more yeah. so than I want the XFL, because I don't think the XFL is true traditional football. Okay. And I'm a traditionalist in that sense. Yeah. But yeah. it is what it is. Anyways. So that's all I got on that. I'd be curious to see what other people's thoughts are on if a developmental league for football... I mean, football, we're always curious, but no one ever emails in, so... Right. Well, <laughs> should they decide to, I would like to know what your thoughts on a developmental league yeah. as far as football would go. And could the XFL be a potential stepping stone to the NFL, much as the AAF wanted to be? We need to look into that, because I don't think Vince... I don't think Vince McMahon, that's his main goal, is... I don't I wanna, think so either. I want to build guys to be NFL players. No, no. it's just entertainment. That's not what he wants to I don't to put think in. so either. But I'm saying, could it be that outside of the fact that it's supposed to be for yeah. entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could be interesting. Could be. Because I mean, you look at the a- or the uh, arena football league and that was trash. Not really, but it's not, you know, you only it's hear a- really about Kurt Warner. <laughs> it's another opportunity to play, man. Hey. I know, again, but I'm saying to that level of NFL, you see Kurt Warner, yeah. I think, is the biggest sex story, success story to come out of the yeah. arena football league too. But anyway. Anyways. Anyway, that's about all I got, though. Unfortunate. Can't say it enough. But uh, it's a shame. It, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Mm. We'll see what happens. Anyways, next week, we're going to talk baseball, man. We're going to talk some baseball. We're going to run through the division. Seriously. Maybe a couple. Maybe a couple. We'll see. Maybe a couple. We're going to look at... Um, Rangers started off hot. Now they're five and six. Yeah. Yeah. Started off winning the first two series and then dropped three out of four to the Angels. And Lost uh, last night to the backs. Up four, we were up four runs. We were up four two yeah. in the ninth. Yeah, and Leclerc yeah. threw a uh, blew a lead. He I did. didn't watch it, but I think that was like he was going on a streak of like quite a while twenty scoreless innings. Yeah, yeah, I think almost thirty scoreless innings yeah. going back to last year, and then uh, 
gave up three, but it happens. It happens. People are gonna have bad games. It happens. I think we're doing off. We're off to a good start. I think that. Yeah. But we'll get into that as long as we're not in last place. I'm happy. Yeah, we'll get into all that later. <laughs> that's that's it's. It's time to go. Ah, oh, Jesus. The I'm Rangers. Hung- I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm starving. All right, everybody. Signing off. And catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. Later. Baseballism is a lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime, specializing in premium apparel and glove and leather accessories for men, women, and children. Visit baseballism.com and use coupon code AASports for a 15% discount on your next order. Not ready to order today? Follow Baseballism on Instagram to stay connected. Baseballism is America's brand.